I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Dignity Index. Rolling civility back into the public square. Special coverage on Inside Sources. March to the midterms. Well, every Friday we talk about the Dignity Index. We do it during the week as well. But this is when we get some specific scores and look at some specific insight gained as we look at the Dignity Index and how that is rolling out and how we're seeing that manifest, whether that's in debates, whether it's in speeches, social media posts, campaign fundraising uh, emails and so on uh, and helping us break that down we actually have the hostile takeover of course we're broadcasting live from the campus of southern utah university we're at the michael o levitt center for politics and public service marching our way towards a debate tonight second congressional debate here on campus we'll have uh, the challenger uh, nick mitchell excuse me the democrat cassie easley is the constitution party challenger and the incumbent representative chris stewart a Republican, and we'll have that. You can listen to that live on KSL News Radio. Uh, and so, in the studio for the hostile takeover, Mara Carabello and Jesse Graham join us uh, to talk about the Dignity Index. Thanks to both of you, and uh, the the studio is yours. Thanks, Boyd. Yeah, we've got your seats. We're not sure if we're going to give them up or not. We'll let you know. You can have them. All right, I'm going to I'm going to start with you, uh, Mara. Uh, as you've been watching this now, as as the Dignity Index has rolled out, and we're marching our way closer to uh, just 25 days to go until the November 8th election, uh, what has gone through your mind as you've watched this start to come out and evolve? What's your uh, takeaway? So I love the tool that is being added for the voters to make smart choices, and I think this week in particularly. Uh, in particular, shows the focus of the index. And by that, I mean, as we all know, Congressman Owens decided to not show up at the debate. But you're still going to see a score on his response to it. So again, a reminder of where you should use the index is it really well is trying to discern the um, words that candidates are using to treat their opponent. It doesn't necessarily or should it opine upon the strategy? You won't see us talking today about whether we thought it was good or bad that he did or didn't show up. That's not the role of the index. The role of the index is to help people um, look at the speech that people running for office are using and assess whether they're using it um, to have a, a, an informed debate or whether it is closer to Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, so important. And uh, really, the, we, we keep saying the brains behind the science of the Dignity Index, uh, Jesse Graham from the University of Utah. Uh, and Jesse, as you've seen that play out uh, and seen this scoring happen, uh, just remind uh, our listeners how this is being done and uh, how you're looking at it. Yeah, so the Dignity Index is an eight-point scale. Um, and the top part of the scale we think of as the dignity part. And the bottom part we think of as the uh, contempt end of the scale. And uh, our process is we, we gather together an ideologically diverse group of coders um, because we all have our political biases. And so we didn't want this to be all liberals coding these or all conservatives coding these. And so we have these uh, coders get together. Uh, they've been trained on how to code for the index. They, they code the passages um, and they uh, look at... Uh, the passages that, that another ideologically diverse group of coders has put together. Um, they've selected the passages, and so uh, they individually make their ratings, and then they meet together in groups of three or four and actually have a conversation um, where they can uh, come to consensus. And so that's kind of the process that we've done, and it's been really nice to see that we can even you know, bringing together people from different sides of the political aisle, uh, that they can come to agreement on where they see contempt and where they see dignity. Uh, Mara, as, uh, from your role uh, at Exoro Group, as well as someone who's uh, regularly on uh, KSL uh, at uh, KSL at night, uh, you, you know the power of words and how the framing of all of that is, is so high impact. Uh, I love what you said before, that this is not about debating ideas or political strategy or tactics, uh, but really how we treat each other and how we create space for that higher level conversation. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, another thing I want to point out is, uh, and I'm speaking to the political interested people here, the index doesn't mean you won't hear someone speaking without passion. Um, yeah. Dignity can sound passionate. Dignity can sound clear on a point of view. Um, dignity can even sound like an opposing point of view. It is more about you can be passionate. You can have a strong point of view. You can even have a disagreement with someone. But we know through history, we have many people who have done that without using contempt and name calling. So really, it's not about saying be nice to each other. I want to be clear because I say as a political person, it's not saying be nice. It's saying be respectful, show dignity to others, but you'll hear passion and you'll hear them um, get, you know, really powerful dignity index yeah. scores. Yeah, I, th I think that's so important. Uh, this is not speech police. Uh, this is not uh, kumbaya, let's hug it all out. Right. And uh, right. and this is not about milk toast either. This is not about uh, just uh, being in the middle of the middle of things. Uh, this is really how we treat each other and the dignity of an opponent because that's actually where I believe America is at its best is when we're this country of big, bold, audacious ideas that are often competing uh, but it's how we do that uh, that actually matters. And, and so, Jesse, as you have worked through and been navigating uh, the coders and the students through this as they, as they look at it, what, is, what has surprised you uh, in going through this process, really looking at the data? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I found really notable this week uh, when we, we coded both um, the uh, debates uh, of the week, but we also looked at some of the third-party ads that have been going on um, for Mike Lee and Evan McMullen. Um, with the debates, it was very easy for us to find examples of both dignity and contempt from every candidate. 
um, even Burgess Owens, who didn't come to the debate, we, we coded his statement about not coming to the debate. Even within that short statement, we could find passages uh, that rated high on the index and rated low on the index. Yeah. Um, but then when we turned to the third-party ads, it was contempt, contempt, contempt. We only found one example that we gave a five on the Dignity Index, which is you know technically on the Dignity side. But almost all the passages that we looked at were, were scoring three and four that had clear signs of contempt in there. Yeah. Uh, and Mara, I wanted to ask you about this uh, because it seems to me that when we get to the, the fundraising or the third-party side um, that we've really, over the years, we've been conditioned to respond to those negative-based contempt kind of emotions. Uh, and often it's in a fundraising email that uh, you know calls out all of the awful horribles of the other person, and so send twenty five bucks because that will help me solve it uh, and and defeat the big bad evil monster. Uh, as you see that, and again, you've navigated so many campaigns and so many issues. Uh, how do we get? How do we break that cycle of being conditioned to respond inappropriately? to negative base emotions like contempt? What a great question. I, you know, I, I'm reminded that political speech is a call and response. And it's interesting how we say, gosh, we hate the negative. We hate, you know, all this name calling. But here's, you know, as you suggest, the secret is we respond to it. Right. So the power is with us, the consumer of politic. If we no longer respond to the higher and higher noise level, to the shorter and stronger, to the quick name call, if in fact we agreed to read a full paragraph and not just respond to a headline, you will actually see, I mean, you know, politicians are all consumer-based. So if if they're not buying what, you know, if we're not buying what they're selling, they'll stop selling it. And so interestingly enough, I would suggest the change happens with the voter, the consumer, yeah. if you will. And we need to stop reinforcing and supporting um, these short headlines that are salacious and big us and thems and lots of name calling. If we no longer love it and respond to it, it will not happen. Yeah, so important. It's community and culture that lead. The politicians will follow. Uh, so it's up to all of us. And that's been one of the things I've loved about the index is it's caused me to assess my conversations, not just politically, but conversations with colleagues in the hallway, with my children, with my spouse, uh, and with others, and how we do that really matters. Mara Carabello, Jesse Graham, uh, join us on the Dignity Index. We do this every Friday at uh, 2.20, and I appreciate you joining us, and we're going to try to apply all of this in the second congressional debate coming up here at 6 o'clock. We'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come from the campus of Southern Utah University here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.